America. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Good afternoon, my fellow Americans. Welcome back to America First. I'm your host, JWR. We have a few things to talk about today, but before we get into that, we have our weekly segment of Today in History. Today in History, in 1969, the Woodstock Music Festival opens with 500,000 rock music fans going to this Peace and Harmony Music Festival. The groups who performed included some of the greatest performers of the late 60s, such as the Grateful Dead, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, and so much more. There's been a lot more uh, music festivals since then. Uh, I think we just wrapped up Lollapalooza. I think that's what it's called. And uh, music's come a long way. But uh, anyway, on to the new. First, after over an hour of defense from his lawyer addressing se uh, sexual assault allegations on Tuesday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said that he takes full responsibility for his actions, announcing he is stepping down, aside from uh, stepping aside from his office. He said it's in it's in, it is an instinct to fight through the controversy and the numerous sexual assault allegations against him, but it would only generate what he called months of political and legal controversy. He went on to say, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let the government get back to governing. Cuomo announced his resignation at a press briefing on Tuesday after defending his actions, insisting norms and behaviors had changed over time. A New York State investigation released last uh, week found Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, women and violated state law. Cuomo claimed the independent probe led by New York Attorney General Leticia James was politically motivated. When there is a bias or a lack of fairness in the justice system, it is a concern for everyone, not just those immediately affected, he stated. The most serious allegations made against, uh, against me had no credible factual basis in the report. However, he did admit he had been too familiar with people and apologized to the women he said he truly offended. His official resignation will take effect in 14 days, which is next week, uh, by the time you hear this. With Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul stepping up to replace him, she will be the first female governor of New York. Next, Representative Andy Biggs filed articles of impeachment against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over the worsening crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. The Arizona lawmaker made the announcement on Tuesday. Biggs argued Mayorkas failed to uphold his oath of office and recklessly abandoned border security. He added the DHS secretary also undermined the enforcement of immigration law and his impeachment has been long overdue. At least 1 million illegal aliens have breached the U.S. border this year so far. Many were reportedly infected with COVID-19. Biggs went on to stress Mayorkas sub, uh, subjected Americans to unnecessary risks and must on to the next one. The Pentagon announced requirements for all members of the military to get the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Pentagon spokesman John Kirby announced the plan on Monday and highlighted the military was in was in compliance with Joe Biden's direction. You can consider this memo today as what we would call in the military a warning order, a warning order to force that this is coming. Uh, a warning order to the force that this is coming, and we want you to be ready for it as well. He stated, obviously, we'd prefer that you get the vaccine now and not wait for the mandate. In a memo, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin announced employees of the Department of Defense would have until September 15th to get the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, Austin went on to say, I will not hesitate to act sooner or recommend a different course. Kirby reiterated the secretary's sentiments by saying the military was following Biden's recommendations. We are going to be developing policies to comply with the president's direction that the unvaccinated will be will have to be subjected to certain requirements and restrictions. He explained we're working hard on what will be a policy directive to come in the coming days that will make it clear what those requirements and restrictions are and how they apply to everybody in the duty workforce, including un, uh, uniformed personnel. Uh, those would be resistant to receiving the shot may be faced with obstacles and punishments. Austin said the military would comply with Biden's direction regarding, regarding additional restrictions and requirements for unvaccinated federal personnel. Next up, uh, a federal judge weighed in on the Biden administration's latest eviction moratorium extension. On Monday, a U.S. district judge heard arguments from uh, from government lawyers as well as attorneys representing a group of landlords and realtors regarding that extension. White House lawyers argued the spiking number of COVID-19 cases was grounds for a new extension. However, a Supreme Court ruling in June was a complicating factor with the court heavily insinuating it would be against another extension it would be against another extension that wasn't approved by congress uh representative doug lamborn tweeted after failing to garner enough support in the house of representatives the cdc unilaterally extended the eviction uh, moratorium this illegal action is an unprecedented step by federal bureaucrats to seize power from the legislative branch. They have zero power to regulate private property. A decision on whether to block the CDC's order is expected in the near future. Next step, we're just cranking them out today. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. A federal judge on Tuesday dismissed Amazon.com and Inc.'s lawsuit to block New York's attorney general from investigating the online realtor's ability to protect warehouse workers from COVID-19. U.S. District Judge Brian Kogan in Brooklyn rejected Amazon's claim that Attorney General Letitia James acted in bad faith by trying to police its pandemic response and stop its alleged retaliation against workers who were unhappy the company wasn't doing more. The state has a legitimate interest in ensuring that employee employers are complying with state labor laws, are enforcing important health safety measures, and are sanctioned for illegal conduct that occurs within the state, Kogan uh, wrote. Amazon has argued that federal health and labor laws 
preempted James' oversight, or James's oversight. Amazon spokesperson Kelly Natel said in a statement, "We're disappointed in with today's procedural ruling, which the court made clear does not mean the attorney general's underlying claims have merit. Amazon cared deeply." about the health and safety of its employees and was pr- and was proud of its response to the pandemic she added Morgan Rubin a spokeswoman for James said in an email we applaud this decision uh, this decision and look forward to continuing our litigation against Amazon in a state court and pro- sorry against Amazon in state court and protecting our workers James sued Amazon in February over its treatment of thousands of workers at a Staten Island fulfillment center and a Queens uh, distribution center. She has accused Amazon of prioritizing profits over safety and improperly disciplining two employees who protested working conditions, one of whom was fired. James is seeking a court-appointed safety monitor while Amazon is seeking to dismiss her case, which is pending in a state court in Manhattan, the seven-day average COVID-19 positivity test rate on Monday was 3.68% in Staten Island and 2.61% in Queens. The New York City average is 2.60%. Next, a last-ditch effort by a group of wayward Texas House Democrats to avoid a vote has continued to backfire as the state's House Speaker officially signed civil arrest warrants in an effort to achieve uh, quorum. On Tuesday, House Speaker Dade Felon, P-H-E-L-A-N, signed warrants for the last remaining 52 runaways after lawmakers cleared the way with an 80-12 to majority vote. The Texas Supreme Court ruled earlier on Tuesday that authorities could now escort Democrats to the state capitol if they fail to show up and vote. Republicans like State House Caucus Chairman Jim Murphy said they hope all this will be enough to get four of the 52 Democrats to do their job, which is the amount they would need to advance election integrity laws that Texan taxpayers overwhelmingly support. However, 52 Texas State House Democrats were absent again on Tuesday. Democrat Representative uh, Celia Israel warned their showdown is far from over. She also appeared all too eager to blame their decision to flee on the state to flee the state on private jets on Governor Greg Abbott. Meanwhile, runaway lawmakers have until Thursday to respond, but even Democrat State Representative Mary Gonzalez admitted at this point her party is unpredictable. On to the next one. A group of gun owners has sued a Minnesota county yeah, and the state fair to allow permit holders to carry guns during the Great Minnesota Get-Together. On Tuesday, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus filed the lawsuit claiming the Minnesota State Agricultural Society lacks authority to impose the gun ban. The state fair released a statement saying, We will maintain our time-honored Minnesota tradition of peaceful, family-friendly fairs by protecting the safety and security of our guests. However, the group claimed the state fair's ban on guns violates the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. The lawsuit uh, requests the court order fair 
The court ordered Fair Security to allow those carrying valid permits to bring their pistols onto the fairgrounds for self-defense. The plaintiffs said they seek an injunction that would prevent Fair Security from denying entrance to or detaining permitted gun owners. Lots of things are taking place. Oh, we're trying to keep up. As you can tell, there's a lot of things being reported right now. So, you know, bear with this. Anyway, on to the next one. Just before adjourning for the rest of the month, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer set up a battle over Democrats' so-called voting rights legislation. Early Wednesday morning, Senate Republicans blocked a Democrat attempt to advance the For the People Act. Heading into the vote, Democrats signaled they knew the legislation wouldn't have the, vo the votes to pass through and that it was designed to show Senate Democrats are still trying to pass their agenda through before going on legislative recess. Meanwhile, Democrats have been trying to pass the so-called For the People Act for months, which contains many provisions that Republicans, along with some moderate Democrats, have said would amount to government overreach. Speaking on the floor, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said the package is a major partisan power grab on the part of Democrats, while Democrat Senator Joe Manchin, who ultimately voted to open the bill up for debate, said he's concerned over Democrat attempts to expand the federal government's control over elections and their opposition to basic efforts to strengthen, to strengthen election integrity. I firmly believe that we believe that... I'm, I'm sorry... I firmly believe that we need common sense voter ID requirements just like we have in West Virginia, said Manchin. They strengthen the security of our elections without making it harder for Americans to vote. I also firmly believe that we shouldn't politicize the Federal Elections uh, Commission, prohibit any, guard, any guardrails on vote by mail, or prevent local election officials from doing basic maintenance on uh, voter rolls. In the meantime, while also speaking on the floor, Majority Leader Schumer attempted to frame the bill as a class and race issue, pointing to a number of bills passed by Republican-led legislators nationwide aimed at protecting election integrity. In America today, we are witnessing the most uh, sweeping and coordinated attacks on voting rights since the era of Jim Crow, stated Schumer. Reactionary Republican legislators are making it harder for poor, younger, and non-white Americans to vote, while at the same time making it easier for partisan actors to steal an election. Schumer said senators have been working on a compromise bill, which they plan to unveil as the first amendment to the For the People Act with the Senate, or when the Senate returns in September. So we'll keep an eye out for that and keep you informed on how that goes. On to the next one. California has become the first state in the country to require all teachers and school staff to, uh, to be vaccinated or otherwise undergo weekly COVID testing. Governor uh, Gavin Newsom announced the new mandate at a news conference on Wednesday. The state of California is trying to lead by example and also assert that we need to do more and we need to, uh, to be better by becoming the first state in the country to require vaccine mandates or at least verification and or a testing requirement, stated Newsom. Currently, most states are allowing individual schools districts to decide on vaccine and mask requirements. 
Newsom's decision comes after California's health department issued a similar vaccine mandate for all health care workers last week. In response, parents have expressed their frustration over prolonged school closures in the Golden State and have reportedly been pushing to oust Newsom in the upcoming recall election. Although the Democrats said a majority of Californians have already received their first jab of the COVID-19 vaccine, he said there's still more work to be done uh, despite Republican pushback. Uh, While we're proud of the fact that California has among the highest vaccination rates in America, now 75.5 or uh, 77.5% of all eligible Californians have received at least one dose. It's not good enough, he said, or said Newsom. The new mandate is set to go into effect on Thursday. Hello, my fellow Americans. It's me, JWR, just chiming in to tell you about our new merch line. If you go to redbubble.com and look up America First Podcast, you'll find multiple items with our logo on it. Any and all purchases will go to bettering the podcast and to some charities. But uh, yeah, just check it out. We got shirts, bags, stickers, pins, cups. But uh, anyway, again, this has been... JWR from America First, and thanks for tuning in, and thank you for your support. Next, we have the Senate passed an amendment to provide uncensored internet access to the people of Cuba as they fight for their freedom. The amendment was added to the Democrats' uh, $3.5 trillion budget resolution. Republican Senators Mark Rubio and Rick Scott added that the amendment aims to create a deficit neutral reserve fund in the reconciliation bill in order to provide internet access to anti-communist protesters on the island. On Tuesday, Senator Rubio took to the uh, the Senate floor to advocate for U.S. support of the Cuban people against their oppressive government. Rubio also said... They want to send a bipartisan message that the U.S. is committed to giving Cubans unrestricted Internet access. The GOP senators said the communist regime is terrified of the Cuban people and added it's time the Biden administration takes action uh, to amplify the voices of the Cuban people. As the Cuban people take to the streets to call for freedom and democracy and and an end to the brutal illegitimate con, uh, communist Cuban regime, the United States must stand with these brave freedom fighters, stated this, uh, stated Senator Scott. Seems things are like he- are heating up over there. We will be keeping an eye out to keep you guys informed on the latest of what's happening over in Cuba. But, uh, like before... The U.S. announced it would be sending thousands of troops back to Afghanistan despite a troop withdrawal underway. As the Biden administration aims to pull out troops from Afghanistan, the State Department said it would would also be decreasing its staff in the U.S. Embassy in uh, Kabul. 
Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby confirmed during a press briefing on Thursday that the Biden administration would be sending 3,000 troops to Afghanistan to help evacuate U.S. embassy officials after key cities in the country were taken over by the Taliban. Despite the thousands of troops being sent to Kabul, Kirby said they still plan to pull out the remaining American troops. Again, what I said was we are aiming to facilitate uh, the reduction of the civilian personnel by August 31st, so it's all lining up on the same timeline, said Kirby. I won't speculate on what the footprint is going to look like post-August 31st, because there is this additional mission set to a uh, set of helping process special immigrants, so we're just going to have to wait and see. Kirby added that the 3,000 troops have a specific and narrow focus to safely remove officials amidst growing conflict in the region. Additionally, spokesperson Ned Price said the only core diplomatic presence would remain, uh, said only core diplomatic presence would remain as in the region as safety. Sorry, I keep skipping words. As safety in the region continues to decline. Price called to uh, the move a reduction in the size of our civilian fo- And finally, uh, a bipartisan duo has come together to push back against China's growing influence and help the American pharmaceutical industry recover from foreign control. This week, Representatives Bill Posey of Florida and Tim Ryan of Ohio introduced H.R. Uh, 5003 a bill aimed at decreasing American dependence on often uh, contaminated Chinese pharmaceuticals. While the problem has existed for decades, the shock to the medical infrastructure system caused by the coronavirus brought to light how devastating it can be to a nation that must depend on, uh, that must depend on other nations' products and mood in order to survive. According to the payer, 80% of U.S. Pharma, uh, pharmaceuticals come from overseas manufacturers and distributors. For example, for example, for example, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's most recent report on antibiotic prescriptions showed that penicillin is the most commonly prescription antibiotic class with nearly 59 million prescriptions written in 2019 alone. However, the U.S. hasn't domestically produced penicillin since 2004. Yet this isn't the first time Posey has raised the alarm regarding America's dependence on Chinese pharmaceuticals. During the latest, or during the last legislative session, Posey introduced the Safe Medicine Act and explained to, to the House China Task Force exactly explained to the House China Task Force exactly how serious the issue is. Posey went on to add that not only does China have a near monopoly on the U.S. pharmaceutical supply, but they are willing to use it as a retaliatory measure if they so choose. Posey warned a similar fate would await the U.S. if immediate action isn't taken. His evidence to the task force appeared compelling as Ohio Representative David Joyce commended Posey for his work and asked to co-sponsor the bill. Meanwhile, H.R. 5003 has been introduced and referred to the Committee of, on Energy and Commerce. And in addition to the Committees on Armed Services, Veterans Affairs, and Ways and Means.
And that's all we have this week. Thank you for listening in on today's episode. Be sure to check out previous episodes to stay up to date. And follow us on Twitter at capital S, lowercase c-m-b-a-g, capital N. Uh, I know it seems like we rushed through a lot, but there's a lot to cover because we cover everything that happened over the week. Uh, so, you know, stick with us. It might seem like short reports, but I try to get in as much information you need as possible. Also, little addition to this, uh, all proceeds and profits made by this podcast are going to be donated to the Serious Fun Network for uh, disabled kids. So, if you decide to donate or something, you know where your money's going. But anyway, uh, until the next time, America, I've been your host, JWR, and remember... Stay informed, stay involved, and keep America first.